0: Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Just Get Real Job, the podcast where we chat to emerging creatives from across the creative industries. I'm Elliot, the editor. Unfortunately, Jamie wasn't available to do this week's intros and outros because he's currently working on a TV drama in Glasgow as part of the COVID team for a couple of weeks so on behalf of me the editor and from all our listeners we wish Jimmy the very best of luck I was recently just onto the phone to him and he said that he's really enjoying it so as always if you're new to our podcast welcome if you're a returning listener welcome back if you've had a scroll down for our episode list on our podcast you've realized that we've got quite a couple of episodes for you to choose from so if you're not listening to all our episodes do go back as we have plenty for you to choose from and so you can listen to as well and uh, also share us on social media as always you can also give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and also share us on spotify google podcast apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and also i realize that it's very difficult especially because we're going through a current pandemic right now but if you are able to do so you can always donate to our Patreon page you can always access this and the show notes or by going to www.patreon.com slash just get real job any money that we receive goes straight back into the podcast so whatever donation you can make will always be appreciated and so whichever way you want to show your support for our podcast by sharing donating or reviewing thank you so much and as always we love and cherish your support and so for this week, Jamie had an amazing chat with focus puller Michael Neal. He's from Glen which is obviously me and Jamie's hometown. And we know him very well because we used to play music with him together and also used to hang out at such youth creative projects such as why create which if you've listened to previous episodes you might know was a a youth project where various musicians from across the town used to hang out and chill and create music which was which was amazing and at the age of 23 he's done some amazing stuff so it was brilliant to have him on this week's episode so as always i hope you enjoyed this week's episode with focus puller Michael Neal, and i will be back at the end Hello, Michael. It's, it's nice to see you again. How are you doing? Hi, right,
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good.
2: We've been trying to make this happen for a while, so...
1: I know. I'm, I'm glad we'd finally locked this in. I think we've been talking about doing it for like three months, so I'm glad we have been able to <laughs> find it. To, it's, it's a hectic time for us both, so... Oh, always, yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, obviously, I know you from, well, going way back, you know, as teenagers yeah. and stuff, so this is really fun that we'd, you know, be able to cross paths doing this podcast, and obviously, on the podcast before, we'd had quite a few Glenroves creatives, so it's always nice to get somebody from where I'm from, working in the industry so we're heading we're
2: heading in fife somewhere we're all just lurking yeah yeah
1: exactly well you're a focus puller sort of full-time now right and and then i mean you've done very well for yourself for your age as well it's incredible actually so so like congrats on that so i've got lots of questions about camera and how to sort of get into that and just your life but do you maybe want to just quickly tell the listeners what a focus puller is before we go Mm -hmm. into the rest of the interview
2: yeah, absolutely. I I it's it's always funny when it's like, oh you know, you're the focus partner. It's like, oh god, it's such a it's a fun title to have. But yeah, as you say, it's like a lot of things happen to get me to where I am, which I'm so glad for, but which I'll probably explain later on. It comes with it. Oh yeah, but absolutely the same thing of like wanting to be a head of department. It's uh, yeah. if you've got something in mind and you go for it, you know, it can go your way or it might not go your way, but like yeah, absolutely love what I do. And that was the main thing. I was like, I love it. That's all matters. But yeah, yeah, focus puller. So really it's upper technical turn first assistant camera. And you are there to be the assistant to the operator or the DP, and where the camera train comes from, a camera tree comes from your second assistant, which is now kind of usually as like a digital loader now. They are your assistant, and then the trainee is theirs, and vice versa. It can be a quite a small tree or a big one on dramas where you've got the DIT and the video mm-hmm. assist. They all kind of combine into, into that big tree, very big tree. But yeah, so so my job is really just to make sure the DP gets what they want in the kind of technical aspects, of the camera, the lenses, the filters camera support any sort of kind of video options which again on bigger jobs you can chat with other people about it and it's a collaborative effort but yeah you're basically just there to make sure it happens yeah <laughs> and my favorite thing about the job is like i specialize in commercials so i'm in prep between four and eight times a month depending on how busy it is and i just love it because it's those little things that change on every job and you've got to be on your toes and
1: you get in the variety because
2: um, yeah it's like the dp or or you know the you Read the treatment of something or you get told about a shot from production and it's like okay how are we going to make this work and it is so much fun and most of the time all the things you put in place you're like, like okay i've got to make sure i get this <laughs> so, they were like okay we've got a shot that we need to slide the camera through a window and it's an 18 inch window which on a Moy slider which is kind of your heavy duty four-foot slider and then on an alexa mini lf and all these things in op- <laughs> the up and people wants to operate it through the window and it's like I have no idea how we're going to do that. <laughs> so me and the grip were just chatting about it. We managed to try and source different camera heads and things. And in the prep, we had three different camera heads come in. Nice to sort it to a place we were comfortable with. Turned up on the day and we didn't even do that shot. I spent like two hours in prep, you know, frantically trying to build a camera and chat with my loader and make sure we get everything we need to get done anyway. While phoning on behalf of like the rental house that I was at and other rental houses in production. Like, how are we going to get this thing? And it didn't even get used. So it's it's so much fun. But yeah, a lot of that happens. But you've got to be on your toes. And it's nice because you have to know what you're doing there because there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, which the more you talk about like right now, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot of stress when you think about it. But it's great fun. I absolutely I I thrive on it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I love what I do on set anyway. But prep is my favorite.
1: Absolutely and what was really nice was recently uh, we actually finally crossed paths on an actual professional production um, A short film which was actually one of the first proper jobs I'd done So it was really nice to see some familiar faces there
2: It was, it was actually a really nice crew Like in like a lot of commercials is what I do And you know some second unit and tracking vehicle stuff But it's just kind of few and far between but it's a lot of fun I like the teams I work with But I do a lot of shorts in my spare time If I'm not working and it's been a busy first half of the month Or it's even been a busy six months I'll be like, okay, I want to do a five-day short. I want to train up a, a loader. I want to train up yeah. a trainee. I want to give somebody the opportunity to come into the industry in the nicest way possible because I know that with being in camera, it's a very scary department. It's always that joke of, you know, camera the worst. They're always so, like, you know, up <laughs> themselves and all that stuff. And it's a difficult department, but it doesn't need to be as difficult to get into or difficult to survive in as it is. Yeah. We're all there to have a, to, to do the job at the end of the day, but enjoy it the more you enjoy what you're doing the the faster it's going to go the better it's going to go the more people are going to look at camera and go I want to be in camera like that's what I that's the kind of thing I love to hear or people come up to you even like from other departments and they go you know how did you get into camera and stuff like I was on a commercial the other week and the photographer's assistant was like okay so what can you tell me about this camera what can you tell me about this I love chatting about it and they're like oh that sounds amazing like I'll take those steps on board like whether they're going to do it like trying to get into camera (laughs) or not but everyone just likes to hear about it it's so much fun it's just a big bit of lego <laughs> that's <Yeah>. really uh, <laughs> it's a good way of uh, expensive bit of lego
1: at that but yeah it's a nice bit of lego i always make sure not to touch stay away from it don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. not, don't, not my area don't know nothing about it yeah. just don't touch it that's <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that, that's also a good way to keep camera happy yeah Absolutely. give them a <laughs>
1: coffee give them a mars bars or runner or something stay away from the camera we're all happy you know what i mean Absolutely.
2: <laughs> that's why we've got robocups i mean you can probably see it oh, you can yeah see i it right? love
1: that i love Robocup. it with, yeah they're,
2: they're awesome they're great yeah mars to there and yeah again uh, super yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> well michael we usually like to start the podcast by mm-hmm. asking all our guests what your earliest creative memories are so let's go back to off. so what are your earliest creative memories there
2: yeah i mean aside from us being in bands together from very <laughs> young, and i was thinking about all these throwbacks and like, the oh, mean, there is it going to be jamie um but um <laughs> i mean my earliest was skateboarding videos absolutely mm-hmm. just that's i feel like everyone's either done skateboarding videos or really bad music videos and I did my fair share of both. Oh, yeah. um but it started with skateboarding. I wasn't a good skateboarder, but I loved the the person that went about filming people with, you know, sticking on fisheye attachments onto your mini DV tape. <laughs> oh god, what was it? Canon DMX M1, something like that. And I always wanted the XL2 or the XM2. Jesus, it's been so long since I thought about that. But um yeah, I absolutely loved it. And it was so much fun. And it was it was that way to bring two things that I really liked together. And thankfully, I've stopped skateboarding, but <laughs> films still going well. Yeah, those aside from just watching films and like part of me being in a technical job, didn't happen by you know by chance. I really like the technical aspect of films and of what I watch, and I play a lot of games. Like I'm a really big gamer, and um, which is all I seem to spend my spare time doing, which I'm happy with. But um, I just love that the whether it's like a fourth wall break or it's you're lo- watching something and for a split second you're like, wait, how did they do that? And i just love that and kind of jump into films now is like the matrix and things and avatar and all these films that people you know they've got their own opinions about but for me it was that you know how did someone in their head make this world to you know show it in a, in a, in a proper way and it and it do well so it's on the cinema screen you know but also the bullet time cameras from matrix it was great i was just like oh my god how did they do that that's so wild and avatar and just seeing james cameron showing off like a sony joe body 3d camera rig and he's just holding it like it's nothing and it's just like <laughs> wow like who designed that how did they make that work and it was just all those things that just mounted up and it was kind of got to school wasn't the biggest academic spent too much time playing music at lunch than actually studying so <laughs> would yeah. I imagine you imagine you're probably the same sh- the same yeah same exactly before. yeah it was those kind of the build-up of those different experiences was amazing when i realized you could turn it into a job and i didn't you know, I didn't necessarily want to direct I wasn't I wasn't good in English so I didn't like to write um but I, I like the visual part of it I love photography at school and you know being from a little school in where all you had was photography you didn't have film studies you didn't have media studies we didn't even have a drama class yeah which I wouldn't that, but I, the option would have been nice but I just really enjoyed that technical side of it um, yeah. and it's kind of it stayed true to, to like what I want to do which is nice
1: yeah, and I totally forgot that your high school didn't offer a drama. I yeah. always forget that. That's mad. That's actually kind of criminal in a way, to be honest. Shocking. It should always offer. But yeah. I
2: think it was um, uh, when you got to a certain year, it was like the second half of Wednesday, you got to go and do something. So I remember like being in the in the pit as a drummer for like a Grease production and stuff. And that was <laughs> as close as you got to like school performances or if you were into drama, actually being mm. on stage, that was as close as you got. Which is a shame. You're right, it is, it is pretty criminal. Yeah. But... Times are changing, and and you know, I'd like to hope
1: they've got a class now <laughs> Yeah, although there's a lot. I mean, I mean, I think the arts and schools have been cut back, sadly. Especially like, I mean, obviously we talked about earlier as being in bands and stuff. But remember why? Yeah. Why create? Which is obviously where I know you from. That's mm. not there. That's not there anymore. Which I've talked about with a few glenn Office people. but no. a shame. I don't think it's there in the same capacity anymore, which is a shame. So right. you know, because I don't know, it's find not myself in
2: the Office very much. No,
1: so me neither. But um it is a shame. Um, many
2: there. That was, I mean just for even just for socializing as yeah. in general like you know it was better than hanging out the, down the town park you're in somewhere that's safe and creative and people from different schools like we're both from different schools and when yeah. you were that age that wasn't a thing but we all bonded together and you know we were- it was
1: great great times. so yeah we had a good laugh playing probably terrible <laughs> music and stuff but it was yeah, good fun at yeah, the time that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that good playing your you were bassist weren't you
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The technical route. Again, like what I was saying
1: earlier. <laughs> we had like a we, we what was it? Our friend group we like had like, we, we really originally named our group of friends like the group or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Something angsty and something like so blaringly obvious it was cool. hope yeah. there's
1: a photo of us on a railway bridge of all of us, and I I, I think I saw it recently. It's, it's hilarious to look at actually.
2: You
1: have to send it to me. That sounds horrible, do. but I would I love to do. see. It. <laughs> but anyway, um we'll keep moving forward. So sort of one of my next questions. That, well, I mean we kind of touched it already But like how is where you're from Sort of had an influence on you As a creative person
2: Yeah I mean again skateboarding and things I was kind of like When I was growing up through that We had a skate park built at that time Which was quite big And I guess it's just that I had the felt like my group of friends Complimented that kind of thing Like mm. we loved films And making short films and stuff And I was part of a group in Krokoddy At Krokoddy YMCA actually That we did a film And it was about like the first project I worked on was a 45 minute film about an amp that killed people. Like I was 14 years old, it was great fun. And I remember like, I brought it to like, said to my friends, oh my God, would you come over to my house and again like 14 years old? like, Let's watch this film I worked on. And why they said yes, I have no idea. And why I did it, I have no idea. But it's these little things that it's just, when you look back, it's like, there was there was probably a reason why you did do those things. And it's quite fun. I mean, an amp that kills people, it was great film and music too together just turn it into horror yeah i mean like again what we touched on it's i imagine it's probably quite limited here compared to edinburgh and glasgow and you know everywhere else but we may do i guess i mean there's probably there probably be more people that want to do the same things we want to do and work in film and it become a an option rather than something that rich people do or people that got all the time in the world can do we're just some people from five <laughs> and i love that i love that on my sleeve like Anytime yeah. I'm on, I remember being a trainee and just having people, you know, from Glasgow being in like working on a Glasgow job. Like, oh, you're from Fife, eh? And I'm just like, Fife <laughs> are on this show? Like, are you serious? Like, it's it's quite weird, but it's nice now you bump into so many people that are from Fife or not from the main cities, yeah. which is not a problem with. But it's, it's funny because it's like you went through the same struggles I did. No, it's great.
1: It's it's, it's so great,
2: vind- and seeing yourself on set as well. I was like, man, that's a throwback.
1: <laughs> I know it's lovely, is not it? It's vindicating as well. I mean, I, I mean, getting to do this podcast. I mean, we get to speak to people from all sorts of working class towns and different backgrounds. But there's something always, obviously, so special about getting to speak to people from where I'm from and seeing us all doing things. It's it's incredible, actually. And I hope you know, we I can continue this. You know, it'd be, it's nice. You know, it'd be amazing where we're all going to be in ten years or something. But it'll be even well, you know, we'll keep- need
2: to have a big meetup. We'll find a pub. Oh, definitely, we'll definitely.
1: Yeah, but this I've got another fun question which I am looking forward to the answer. But do you have a favorite word or phrase from where you're from?
2: Hmm.
1: It could I just probably, be a Scottish oh, one. To be fair, it doesn't have to be yeah. specifically Glenrothes because we don't think we have that many cool words, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I was going to say "cool" is maybe not the answer, but <laughs> I, I see a lot of like words on set, and people are like, "What did you just say?" Or like, I'm teaching people it, and it says my probably most common phrase one is that "shan," shan, yeah, just a kind word of like, "We're in the rain" or "Send sun" and we'll have to run under the easy up with the camera and everything bagged because you know the heavens have opened up and it's raining or it's snowing even though it's been sun all day and you're just like that's just shan it's just so shan <laughs> <laughs> and that seems to be my phrase is probably probably shan is the word i use more than anything but ah, it's a um, good word Give it 20 minutes and I'll come out with something else. Yeah,
1: there you got. go. You remember. No, well, so Michael, we again, we kind of touched on, you know, throughout like the last sort of 10, 50 minutes about like you being interested in cameras and the tech last bit. But do you remember like a specific age where you were like, right, I'm going to go and pursue this as my life?
2: Yeah, I didn't have the best time in high school. Like I wasn't the most academic and it had a lot of like mental health and stuff and kind of struggled my way through it. And the best way for me was was those moments of getting to go to the YMCA mm. at, on. Well, a was it Tuesdays and a Friday or something? Yeah. Really? Um, was it Tuesday? And they,
1: Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays, maybe. I think. Tuesday and Thursdays. Yeah. That's it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it was those little things that it was like all those kind of problems seemed to go away. But school was tough. School was really tough. But from the Kokorya YMCA, I kind of stayed away from there for a while, just naturally, like things happen, and went back. And I was that bit older. So the guy that had ran the video course, Robbie Davidson or Steed, as he was called, who was actually the, the guitarist for. Um, oh god that's so bad a really big punk band i'll come back to that i'll remember and um he was just great he was i mean for him it was free labor and for me it was an opportunity to go and like i'm a big metal fan and being you know 15 16 years old and getting to like do music videos at 12 o'clock at night on a weekend like in a tunnel with amps stacked to the, (laughs) to the, the walls it was great i was like this is awesome and then i remember starting to get paid for stuff like that and you know it was like 30 or 40 quid here or there and I was just like you know I'm happy with the bacon roll like that's fine but I just really really enjoyed it it was kind of running about with a DSLR and a fly cam was was a really good time I really really enjoyed it and, you know like cutting your own showreels which I hate now and like I just buried all that stuff <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore but yeah the kind of last couple of years of high school attendance was really low and things but I just knew that I really liked media and like doing all these things and trying to make shorts and I really enjoyed being in bands, but being young and being in a band doesn't work very well, so that kind of fizzled out. So I just kind of went. All of that time went into film, um, yeah. And it started off as photography and in a kind of a higher sense, but it kind of built up from there. And I managed to do some like work experience at STV, and it was all the like it was the local STV stuff, and it was filming bands, same thing again, filming bands all day, and it was great. I absolutely loved it, and. Would get trained through through Edinburgh as many days as I could, and then it was that kind of thing. I was like, okay, well, what do I do from here? I want to go to RCS because it's the best thing to do. Um, didn't get in, got rejected twice. <laughs> but for me, it was the best thing for me because I wasn't an academic, and I get even now in work, I get really restless if mm. I have to turn things down. Say when I was like when I was a loader and a trainee, I was doing longer runs on stuff because that's the best way to make money. It's that same thing of like when you break through, you have to have a long form job under your belt one for savings so you can you know have your car and have some money there and things like that which is hard to get onto but for me it was the oh can you come do this commercial or oh can you come and do this we need somebody for this and every time I said no I was just like oh this is awful I like I I hate this because I want to be doing as many things as I can which maybe isn't the best attitude but (laughs) I just loved again probably why I like prep and why I like my job so much is that there's so many things to keep a track of and everything every job is different and you can do, you know, on kind of a normal time, three to four jobs a month, or you can be as busy as 10 or 15, or your working days are more, or your, um, before COVID, travel jobs. <laughs> I love travel jobs, because it was that yeah. thing of, if I haven't got what we need, we are screwed, because we're in the middle of France, and we don't speak French, and we can't go to a rental house and ask for certain things, because the, the words don't go over. But when it kind of came to, to studying, didn't get to RCS, went to Edinburgh College, and for me, college was, I didn't have a great time at college, again, the academic thing, but for me, it was the being able to meet other people that wanted to do the same thing as me. Yeah. So I was always trying to work on the year above's projects. I was always trying to work on something, you know, shooting music videos on top of the biscuit factory and just things like that, just anything, could, like get my teeth into and meet other people and just try and make that connection, which I think is probably the, the biggest tip I can give people that want to get into the industry is that people will say, You know, studying can only get you so far in the industry because it's so weird. It's such a weird world. It is, yeah. But but the biggest thing is, is if you do four years of a course, that's four years of living in a city, getting to meet other people that are like you, want to do the same things as you. And those connections you make will look after you for life. Absolutely. That's, That's where it starts. That is really where it starts, but also can keep going for years to come. You know, there's all these DPs and directors that work together or even just heads of department in general that met when they were studying and because mm-hmm. they both dealt so well the back 20 years later shooting amazing projects yeah um, which it's just it's so unique but it can happen to anyone
1: absolutely and um, i think being proactive as a student is that's actually one of the best some of the best advice i could give as well because i blew that when i did my undergrad i was too so like oh, I'm just gonna do the essay blah blah i didn't you know didn't even i didn't mean a film set and I had a degree in film. I hadn't even been on a set before. That's <laughs> mad. That's it's ridiculous.
2: Hard because is, yeah, yeah. Because you've got lecturers that are like, oh, but you've got to get this coursework done. Yeah. But, I mean, I got asked to do, thankfully, like for me, it was, which was a very expensive time, and which is why I only lasted a year in college, was that I had a car, but living in Edinburgh, those things weren't cheap. It was a lot of money for someone mm-hmm. that was 18 years old that really didn't know what was going on really in life as well. But I got asked by someone who was at RCS Oh, I've been asked to this micro budget feature. It was like 25 grand. And she was like, oh, they need an AC that can drive. And I was like, I can drive. I really want to be in camera. I'll do it. And they were like, first call was, hi. <laughs> uh, it was a guy called Tom Nickel, who was also from Fife, who I see every once in a while, and um, which is quite nice. But uh, he was like, oh, you can drive. And I was like, yeah. And I really want to be in camera. He's like, great, you can drive. I'll see you there. <laughs> and it was just as simple as that. But it was the first thing I'd done. And the focus pillar that I met, Sefa, he taught me up from the, the start I owe a lot to him and after that two three weeks which I think yeah i just barely got expenses for was the most amazing two weeks of my life but my lecturers were like you can't do this because you've got coursework to do and again following a pattern here I didn't take the I didn't you know I could have made a better decision but I was like I'm going like I, I have to go yeah. as you say it's like I could do my whole course and not be on a film set or I could do this and get started. And yeah. that was what happened when I went is that everyone was there. We're like, we've just graduated from RCS. Like, why are you still studying? And I was kind of put a bit of blind faith into that. But that again, that relationship of when you meet people at the right time and I met that folks at the right time and we worked together for kind of yeah, a year and a half, two years on and off. And now with kind of him bumping up from work and other people bumping up from work, everyone kind of steps up in proportion. If it's really busy, people will move up. And it's that same thing of, you know, whether you're a runner or you're in the art department or whatever, and you finally get your big break, it's because someone else has moved somewhere else. There's It's unfortunate because there's always shoes to fill, um, but because there's so much work coming in, like, again, commercials for me, there's so much social content and it's a different world now. It's not just one big commercial a month, it's, you know, there's five big commercials and there's... 10 smaller ones and there's 20 socials and there's stuff for instagram and there's loads of things that aren't even on my radar but there's so much going on right now and hopefully continues because scotland's just a little a little tiny tiny place in the grand scheme of it all but you know it means more people can work and do what they want to do but forming again forming that relationship is really important whether it's people you study with or people you meet on set for the first time or people that you see on set every once in a while it's all these little things that they do add up and it's it's nice it's nice to see those things work out and you know you make that impression to somebody that that has no reason to be nice to you or have no (laughs) reason to to make to want you to come back on a job with them but they do happen and when they do it's great it's really really
1: nice absolutely and i think you know what's really interesting about you know from doing the podcast and stuff as well is everyone's path is so different so some people really really suit going to uni and doing that and it works for people some people drop out and that's how they make it some people you know what i mean and that's fine i think that's the important thing there's all i think as a society it's always like you have to do this you have to do this this is the order of it in this industry particularly there's no rules it's just it works out how it works out i think as long as you're enthusiastic hard working and you know, sensible enough, you you got to be sensible and be proactive. But I think as long as you do those things, you're most likely going to be able to make it.
2: Yeah, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, there's, there's no one way to do it, there is absolutely not no one way to do it. And I mean, even just from both of us coming from little bit of office, but you know, I wish I had done my degree, I wish I had gotten that life experience of all that, but I didn't. And I got to somewhere I'm, I'm really happy to be at, and vice versa, like I dropped out after a year because it just. It wasn't right for me and I'd gotten the opportunities and I was so lucky to have gotten those. And again, as you say, you'll hear all these stories about how people got their time or how they got their break or how they're still trying to get their break or how they're trying to get that next step up. It's Everyone does it differently. And you can, the more people you hear that tell their story, the more bits you can put together and go, okay, this is where I could see me go. And yeah, as, as I'm saying, it's once you get in and where, whether it's working as a trainee in a department or shooting or directing short films, especially when you step up, that's another thing as well, like stepping up in this industry is hard because you've done a job for so long and people have gotten used to you as that and you change. You know, I'm talking from a camera perspective, but you meet focus pillars that, that want to go off and be a DP or you meet even DPs wanting to direct or, you know, someone that's in locations or something that want to direct and they go and direct films. Everyone has to then restart. If, if you do something over and over and over again, you will get better at it and you will get good at it. And TV. Mm-hmm. but you'll never know if you don't try so if you want to be a dp and you want to be a director but you do need to get a job in the industry do both like i wanted to be a focus puller so i tried to pull focus on as many things as i could and run the camera team in that way and you just get trusted with more and more and more obviously it's easier being crew because you can do you know you could do between 80 and 150 days a year whereas as a director you do 10 a year if you're lucky because you know, director's hard and being a head of department's really hard. And there's less um, less
1: opportunities as well, less positions yeah. for you.
2: And you've got to make those yourself as well. Like being crew, people always need crew. People need people to do stuff. And if you can enjoy that world, you're in a much easier place off the bat. But when it comes to being a creative, it's harder to get your tech and it's harder to prove to someone, look, I am the choice. But as I'm saying, you get trusted with more and more and more and more. And something that you have put so much time in will get recognized at some point for some reason and they just keep adding up. It's like again why I do passion projects. I, I love doing that because you don't know when you're going to find a DP that is the DP you want to work with forever. And it's nice like even in commercials, I've found those DPs, but they I didn't find them from doing commercials, I found them from doing okay, we need to like Gavin who was kind of the DP to give me a, like a big starting shot. He was like, oh we need to do a like a little advert for my wife who's like a jewelsmith and It's from 10 o'clock at night until three in the morning and there's pizza. And I was like, great, I'll absolutely do that. And I just started to get comfortable as being a loader. So a bit backstory into like where I was, but I was a trainee and a loader and wanted to go through it as traditionally as possible. And I basically, the amount of social media content and DPs coming up with this new wave of FS7s and all these things, basically the jobs just, there was too many jobs for the crew that were there. And they needed someone to do it, and if I wasn't going to do it, someone else would. And I love the idea of being a focus puller and, re- and running the camera team. It was too big of, you know, it was too big a temptation. I was like, if I lose it all, I lose it all. I'll go back to the start. It's fine. But you know, three years later, being a focus puller, <laughs> it's it's gone okay. <laughs> and you know, it's all the DPs I've met along the way, and trainees and loaders, even other focus pullers. I'm grateful to them because we all we all have something to share with each other but um yeah and going back to to Gavin for that fashion project we've been you know we've been to France and job but um we've been to um Amsterdam together Berlin together London Spain we've done loads of stuff together some amazing jobs I'm like I can't believe these are on my CV at this age but it's that thing of you take a chance on someone they take a chance on you and you have no idea where it's going to go and that's the best thing I can say is just have that blind faith and people you meet along the way because when you gel with somebody on set and off set it's it's not rare but it's a good thing to keep close because the film industry isn't an easy industry to get into or survive in or whatever but once you find your people you find your people (laughs) Um, and it's really nice
1: (laughs) it is and 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 meeting those like-minded people and supportive people for the first time is like such a Big deal in this industry, and it's so nice. It kind of keeps you going. Like my network keep me going because I have days where I'm like, "What the hell am I doing this for?" Like, what? Like this is insane. I've got. Do you know what I mean? It, you have days like that, and it's good to have that network around you. And I suppose as well, when you get to a position like you're in, the more sort of you are done, you start to get to a position where you're actually quite lucky, and you can just you know you're going to get work as well.
2: And you well, you of... say that. You say that. But <laughs> the, when lockdown hit, I so I'm at this. I've now got a diary service, which for me. You know, being an up-and-coming focus but i'm still learning every day like thankful to be doing what i'm doing and again not doing it in the most traditional way but i've got my diary service and they kind of take care of like you know my diary uh, in a way and kind of bring out of town jobs to me as an option and things like that but it's also just like a, a seal of approval as well people know that you are what you mm. are at your job but i remember at lockdown i was i was phoning them and i was just like. <laughs> what did we do i was, like, <laughs> that was do this it. like i've been in the industry 30 years i've never seen this happen and i was like okay great but what could we do <laughs> it was like lockdown was horrible but that's just an example of when things go quiet whether they're quiet for everyone or whether they're quiet for just you or just select people or select departments everyone goes through that same thing of oh my god i'm never going to work again and what's probably great about our industry and we're all probably so fortunate about it is that thinking about doing anything else it's the end of the world <laughs> um, yeah I love that yeah, yeah. at it. yeah it's so true there's just nothing like it like there's just yeah there's nothing like it and when those those dark slow days come and whether it's a bad day with your you know a bad day yourself or a bad day with family like I've had those days on set where you've done commercials especially you could do you know seven or eight days in a row because you're like I don't want to miss these three commercials I want to do every single one and you do stupid things and you shouldn't do them but it's trying to do those things safely but even then trying to balance that work and life thing whether you're in a relationship or a family it's hard it's really hard i mean we've got a puppy now we, i keep saying it's a puppy <laughs> but a year old but like you know family aren't getting any younger and things and it's like but the works even more than it ever was and that's been the hardest thing for me coming out of lockdown is that i've been really fortunate because it has been busy but i also missed lockdown because all i did was just like sit yeah. and play animal Crossing and play call of duty and play with the puppy and wait for my fiancee for her to come home from doing I, you know shifts at the nhs and things and i do miss that quiet but i also don't because when you're quiet yeah. that whole time of being off for lockdown or even just the quiet christmas periods of like oh my god when's the first job back into the new year is it the first week in january is it the second week in january is there any short passion projects going about whether they pay or don't it's that thing of like i need to just do something i can't just be in the house anymore yeah. because as i was saying earlier it's like there's nothing worse than not working in this <laughs> world that you you know you do thrive on it Whether it's
1: healthier Or not Oh here comes the dog You mentioned the puppy And he must have, you know, I have yes. we're, we're keeping that in Elliot We're keeping that in <laughs> Of course Of
2: course Of course He wants to get his fame uh, his, um, He's got his bed here But he's just
1: heard a dog Oh he fair Yeah have, Oh back. fair <laughs> <laughs> Hello it's Jamie and Elliot here I hope you're enjoying Today's episode of Just Get A Real Job I just wanted to Remind you guys That if you're enjoying The podcast Word of mouth Is the best way For us to grow So Please, if you can, share us on social media, tell your friends and family to listen. You can also support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your help. So anything you can do to help us grow this project is very much appreciated.
2: We do
0: appreciate your support as always. And if you would like to contribute or donate to our podcast, we also have a Patreon page where you could donate as little as much as you wish. You can access this by going to www.com patroncom slash just get a real job so
1: thank you very much again for all your support and you can also find a link to the patreon page in the show notes but anyway now back to today's show well, I suppose my next question for you, Michael, is, I mean, you kind of touched on it. Do you think, as an and I'm just asking you as a professional in the industry, but do you think the industry does need to do a little bit better on the work-life balance thing? Do you think mental health, why, do you think it's getting better? Because I know there's a big push to sort of look after mental health and look after yeah. health in I, general.
2: I think there's a lot of things that it can change with. And we don't have, listening to a lot of what happens over in America and things, and even London, just the kind of the treatment of crew and, and expectations are, are so different. But I mean, there's there's so many things the film industry can get better at, which is just there's a lot of natural nepotism that happens of people do get comfortable in the situations that they're in, whether it's family or it's really close friends, and you do want to work with people. Like even what I was saying there, I like to work with people I like to work with. But you have to find those opportunities to teach the next person because if you're with one crew for 10 years, that's 10 years of work that could be spread across just more than one person. And again, the passion project thing, I love that because it's the being able to give someone the opportunity to come and join mm. this mad world I or like even just it. step up or change departments. And that's huge. I mean, it's that thing of, as I was saying earlier, you want to get into film because that's the lifestyle you want. But <laughs> sure, people do want to change departments and even people that don't know what they want to do, but just like, I want to make movies. And that's fair enough. But it's it's helping someone with that journey. And we people can't, like the whole point of making a film and that creative collaboration is that no one can do it on their own and even in a case of you can't write direct produce shoot act you can't do it all yourself there's it just doesn't work like that
1: it's a team game isn't it absolutely yeah
2: and even from being as broad as you can't be every head of department yourself because that doesn't work but you also like crew exists for a reason We, we are all there to make someone else's life easier and to make the director's vision or the dp's vision In some lucky cases it's it's all effort that we all have to put in together and even just as that kind of crew aspect people want to join in the film industry people want to make a living in the film industry and no one can do that alone you have to give someone a chance that person also has to you know make the chances themselves and it's so unfortunate because it's just luck it's really just luck and timing you can send a cv out every single hour of every single day but if you don't send it at the right time you won't get that job and it's brutal absolutely brutal like I'm at this position where I crew up a lot of things. But whether it's that thing of, okay, they're looking for an Edinburgh-based loader or an Edinburgh-based trainee instead of the option I've got in mind. It's like, okay, I'll get them on the next one. I'll get them on the next one. And it's so difficult because there's so many things that are going on that you constantly have to work with. But it's that thing of, okay, I should probably try and do a passion project because I need to get an Edinburgh-based loader again. Or I need to get someone that's new I wanted to, to give someone that chance. Yeah. Because you, again, the i thing is you don't know if you've found the best people you're going to work with, or you're going to find them right around the corner. And you'll never find that out unless you work with people.
1: Yeah. And, and Michael, I love how passionate you are about giving those opportunities to people as well. And I'm, I know firsthand from seeing you on a birthday party, that like you were really good for like, you were really like trying to get the, someone back on an extra day in things. And like, you could tell you, <laughs> yeah. gen- you genuinely yeah. love doing that. And it's, it's really nice because we need people like that in this industry. We need people our age like that in this industry because we're the next generation as well.
2: Yeah, we absolutely are. And it's that thing of as as fortunate as I am being able to give opportunities, like even just meeting trainees that are older than me by a few years and, you know, even older than us by a few years. And it's like, sure, in any other world, that would be weird because of minimum wage and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like you want to be in camera department, show me how much you want to be in there. And if you, you work hard and you do the job right, this is my you know this is from my perspective, it can be any department, but you work hard, you want to be here, and it's something you've wanted to do forever, you will find a way in. You'll get in there kicking and screaming. You absolutely will. If yeah. if you want something that badly, you'll get it. And for every job that you get knocked back on, there's another job even closer. It's just yeah. that one step away. And the more chances you show that you want to do that, and that for me, it's a passion project thing. If someone's gonna work their ass off in a passion project then they're going to be even better when there's real money involved or there's real expectations involved, or there's, you know, real situations there. And it's like, you have to show that in one way or another in the best way to patch projects. And it's hard because not everyone can do them because who can give, you know, five <laughs> days of their life for free. If you're, you know, trying to pay rent and a city, it's really, really hard. But That's difficult. every opportunity and every time you can, people will understand that. Like, yeah. Whether it's working with a part-time job or trying to get that to work, there will be the right time that that will happen. Saving up your holidays or whatever, <laughs> but it's difficult. But you'll get there at some point. That's just the best way I can put it. Is whether it takes you six months or it takes you six years, just keep trying. Um, and as soon as you break in, that's it. That's it's such a <laughs> such a vague term because of break in the industry. But you know, if you meet people that you work well with, then you'll so both fight for each other. And you still sort of get each other on, in my experience anyway. No, I think um, that's true. I, from mine as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like I've got, we've got some kind of quick fire question for you. There's some fun questions just about more like camera and DOP and stuff. So my first one is, do you, is there any like DOP or people in camera that you look up to in the wider industry in general?
2: From, in the wider industry? Just like um, things you'd
1: watch, like people you grew up, like DOPs and things you look at and go, wow, I love their work.
2: Yeah, I'd probably say from when I was really young was was Shivo who, you know, shot Revenant and Interstellar and things, in Children and Children of Men, mm. just really incredible, long shots. Emmanuel Lubezki, I can always remember Seville, <laughs> <Sivo>, but <never. laughs> yeah. Emmanuel Lubezki. just great. Just, I, again, that thing of, like, the Matrix bullet time and all these things, and showing a world of, through long takes and through, even just through wide lenses and being close, it's almost a traditional way of, like, deep focus shots that, aren't done in the same way anymore but a lot of tv now is like close and personal but you can see the room you can see what's all around mm-hmm. you see that world and you can take it in and again i'm very technically minded but the longer a take goes on the more things yeah. you have to keep you intrigued and children and men where you've got the the famous car shot and <laughs> this i've watched so many behind the scenes videos of it when i was like 14 and it's just constantly traveling around the car and you're just constantly looking at people and seeing what's around them and all of a sudden Everything you're looking at through this glass comes in, and it's just that force of nature. With it. it, was just great. It was just really amazing, and other things just like Requiem for a dream with the SnorriCam. Uh, I always loved Snorri Cam. I think I've, I made so many so many terrible SnorriCam rigs when I was younger. Um, like, okay, we'll put this in a short film. like, but it doesn't fit. But I want to do it, and just silly things like that. But the kind of films that yeah that I like are those kind of long takes. The things that will kind of that suck you in. Like the films I like are the 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 last half an hour and mother is one of my favorite
1: I've never like, seen movie. mother never actually seen it. Oh
2: man I've had <laughs> have this chat with some people of like, like oh you know what's your favorite film and stuff I'm like I've not gave you the mother spiel yet and it's that thing of everyone hates it. That is what we yeah. they did a lot like, but it's all pretentious and stuff. And I'm like, but that last 20 minutes, did you feel like you blinked? And it's like, no no it was quite intense and I was like exactly the I will actually movie. watch this you know I, I'm it's curious it's slow from what everyone tells me but um yeah I went to see it three times at the cinema and could wow. not get the same people to go <laughs> with me. so I had to find someone new every time I was like
1: okay
2: could <laughs> mean it's a bad film but um yeah I love those kind of things and and hereditary and stuff those kind of psychological horrors thrillers for me is it brings you back out because you're feeling something different like something would be really artistic or whatever but something that makes that that you take something away at the end of it. Mm. I, I think that's quite important for a film. Um, Definitely. I do like the artistic ones like Cold War and Jojo Rabbit and stuff. I love, I love that
1: too. Yeah, I love them both um, great.
2: But it's nice. Like It's a film that, you, that leaves you with something at the end. Absolutely. Whether it's good or bad. Definitely. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah. I like being able to take something away, even if it's a bit dark.
1: Definitely. Um, well, I suppose, you might have already answered there but my next question was then, Do you have a favourite shot from a film Do you have like a favourite shot of something That's a uh, really really tough question to ask you To be fair so I'm sorry
2: Favourite shot Oh wow oh that's good I probably <laughs> just off the top of my head It probably would be that car shot with children And men inside the car Or at the end when they trying not to like come out of the spoilers but like i mean it's from like 2004 so yeah i've not either. seen
1: this film by the way so please don't spoil oh, it um, <laughs> I meaning to watch this very i nearly yeah. caught it at glasgow film festival and they put it on totally. at the most ridiculous time in the morning it was on it like i went to look i went to get the program for the day because i knew it was on it was like oh it was on at 10 a.m this morning never mind then i won't be seeing that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah not a chance yeah yeah i've done too many film festivals i went nine o'clock no way um <laughs> Yeah, the the or or at the end when they're they're traveling through buildings for a certain reason, and just again seeing everyone's reaction was was quite intense. Those kind of yeah. things. So maybe maybe for me it's not so much individual shots, but um sequences no. for me. Um, yeah. like I love a lot of modern commercials nowadays. Hence why I really like my job. But like the Apple HomePod advert. Oh my god, it was incredible with like the moving walls and you mm-hmm. know how fan i am I like shooting a commercial? Like, that's great. And Spike Jones making such a big comeback with those <laughs> things. I just loved it. I just wasn't expecting it. And to be like, this was literally for a product and someone's, you know, not looking at the budget or whatever, but just like the technical feat of how do we make this so visually appealing and so different? Like, being able to, I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's the. No, I don't think
1: I, I probably have, but I, I will yeah I think you me. will, hopefully.
2: Yeah. But basically, you've just got someone that comes in from work and. basically turn on their home pod and as the music comes in they kind of just fall into this trance and they just they start kind of moving the body and the room reacts with it so oh yeah 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 yeah. i've seen that very yeah yeah it's amazing it's so cool but i mean just one example of so many of these modern adverts now but and even just like modern music videos like stuff like like kendrick lamar is doing with the music videos and just all the i'm not sure if you if you know about the bolt stuff like the really fast camera it's basically like on a bass um, And it just moves at crazy speeds <laughs> And everyone wants to use it for music videos now And it's just like, these are so cool But also, has yeah. no one been impaled by well, one of these well, yet. You, you know, that was actually
1: You just pre you preempted my next question Which was, last hmm. of the fun question was Do you have a favourite music video? Because I know you love music videos and stuff And like hmm. that was how you kind of got into it all But do you have a favourite music video? You can give like one or two, do you know what I mean? You don't have to just stick yeah. to one if it makes it easier I mean,
2: probably for the sake of the ones That I've seen most recently and can remember It would be... Um, yeah humble by kendrick lamar not so much the whole music video but like just certain shots
1: it's a very good um, video or like
2: this is america super oh america. that's incredible video. Yeah. video yeah everyone loves it yeah it's yeah. great but it was just that like i heard the point, the the steady cam operator talking about it and just like just the the feat that it would take to do that and just even just music videos is wanting to make a political statement like i know people kind of look down on the commercial market and stuff and like oh they're just doing a sell product or oh it's just a music video it's like but they could choose not to do that, but they do. There's, oh, I've now got a flood of music videos I really like, but there's, no random shots. But, um, there's a film festival, Camera Imagine Poland, that we go to every year, which well, obviously sends a lot but um But they do a music video selection and the first year that I was there, it was incredible and it was when This Is America was on it, I think, pretty sure. But there was just amazing European music videos that I can't tell you the name, which is why I'm telling <laughs> you the story. But one's just like about kind of last of the giants dying out and they meet like wow 60s population of like humans and it's just that that kind of the sense of scale i love scale and mm. kind of in media again it's that thing of it makes you feel something different like whether it's like the conspiracy theory <laughs> idea of like, oh my god there's are these things that are like 10 times bigger than us and they've been here longer than us and stuff like that i guess why i like matrix and avatar i'm finding <laughs> a really good way to wrap this background to where yeah started. you're doing
1: well, you're doing well. Um,
2: yeah just that whole a new perspective and Kind of sci-fi way that we just wouldn't expect, or we wouldn't have any reason to think about, it unless someone makes a really cool story about it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: Yeah.
2: This is America. Don't catch
1: your slipping though. No. Don't catch your slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now.
2: well, I'm,
1: a, I'm absolutely loving this conversation mate. I'm, And I could do it for But I'll start to wrap things up Because I know we've been speaking Yeah, for
2: sure forever, but Yeah, I've, I've got a prep tomorrow I know, morning.
1: I know And I've got a job application to send in So fingers yeah, crossed Fingers crossed whenever this comes out Whenever it will be You never know But anyway So my sort of last two questions is, Well, the first one is We ask everyone that comes on the podcast What's the sort of worst Quote, real job You'd ever had to work To sort of support your art Or support yourself
2: I wouldn't say it's the worst I've been really fortunate um, mm. I mean, I went Was studying and did the, the typical club photography. But I decided to go with a company that wants to print out keychains. So it's me turning up with a DSLR and like a little baby printer and these keychains I need to put together for like stag parties, which isn't the worst thing, but it was one of them. But the other one was working and uh like I love animals, hence why we've got a dog, but I worked as like a, like a dog groomer, so like bathing and then drying <laughs> dogs and As much as i thought it'd be so much fun the silence was brutal you spend your whole day with ear defenders on and i just couldn't from that alone which sounds really stupid but like i just couldn't do it the silence killed me i was just i thought about too many things i like being busy but it's that I think it's the social aspect. You can only talk to dogs for so much in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when you get dogs that don't like talking, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> that is welfare.
1: Um, that is welfare.
2: Uh, no, I, unfortunately, it's, as much as I, I, I'm glad I didn't do those things, it would have been nice to understand how things can be and how what different sacrifices you have to make. I was really lucky that I got into it nice and early and I didn't mm. have to do much after studying. When I finished studying, I moved home. And that was a big thing for me was what's more important, a flat or a car. And at that point in time, for me, it was a car because that was the first experience of so I got a job because I had a car, not because I had a flat. So that's what I ran with. And again, it's totally my personal experience, but that's, that's the kind of path that, uh, that I went down. Was yeah, to go absolutely. And get, money and get a car <laughs> or keep <laughs> your car. Um, but it's that thing of like, I came close to like not having enough money for my car or your MOT runs out and you're like, okay, I'll let it sit for a month because there's nothing there, yeah. you know, it's yeah. December and there's no jobs. But that's it's a really small sacrifice to pay compared to some people and the people that fight these you know come up against these hurdles every time they go for a job or every time they want to try and get into the industry or whatever these are all things that will be that will you know go in your favor they will make that moment when you get in that bit sweeter yeah like I realized how lucky I was when I got in but meeting all these people and hearing all these stories about people working in Amazon and cafes and anything to just make money but have a part-time kind of flexible rota that they can then use those days to go and work on a film and I can't respect that enough.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I pre- and that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so that's why we ask this question because I think it makes people feel so much better. People enjoy it, and my room's getting very dark because it was light when we started this. And I'm not, uh, you know, yeah,
2: there's nothing else <laughs> apart from you know, the the, the yeah. fall
1: system Yeah. Um, but no, I, that, that's absolutely why we ask that question. And people, this is one of the most popular questions we ask. Like the listeners really like a lot of listeners really like this question because they're like, oh, that makes me feel better. It makes me laugh about it because we all have to do jobs. I mean, I'm back to my day job tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to it, but you know, it's just the way it is. Um, you're there it makes you want to get back out and answer the- it oh absolutely yeah and i need to pay the bills as well obviously <laughs>
2: yeah
1: but, but michael i mean i don't even feel like i need to ask you the last question because you've given such amazing advice throughout this episode like it, honestly like every question you'd answered you're just given advice and i feel but um, last question we ask everyone is sort of if you could just summarize what your advice would be to anyone who wants to get into camera particular or just in general wants to sort of work in the film industry, wants to work in the creative industries.
2: Yeah, for, for both, really, it's just don't don't give up. Every time you get whether it's you work with someone that's difficult or you have a bad experience on set, or you don't get that job, or you don't get any jobs for six months, yeah, don't stop. Just don't stop. Cause as soon as you if, if this is where you really want to be, you'll find a reason to get yourself onto a set whether it's up to you or not unfortunately it it isn't always up to you you do have to wait for someone to give you a chance or whatever but just keep working and keep finding people to work with and keep making connections keep trying to better yourself and you know I've got so many camera assistant manuals that Mm. I've read most of but it's that thing of like anything you can do to give yourself not just a step up not on other people because we're all in this together and you know, everyone has to, everyone has to live and everyone has to work and everyone has to make a living. So just be humble, but be excited and be as nice as you can to everyone else. The best way I look at it is if someone's on the set that I'm on, I don't want to be the reason they don't come back. And if someone comes to work for me in camera, which sounds funny when I say it like that, but (laughs) if someone comes to work with me in camera, even if they do something wrong, shit happens. And there's not much you can do to prevent something that's already happened. You just go, you're lucky because this has happened on your first day. It only goes up from here. And thankfully, you know, I've not had any big mess ups in my career, but it'll happen one day and it's going to suck. But that's the thing. You just make mistakes, learn yeah. and grow. Because the earlier you make a mistake, the less impact it has on you further down the line. You don't want to be 10 years into your career and make a really big mistake. And it completely shake your confidence. Yeah. Because nothing's permanent. You're not going to be on your A game every day. Family problems are going to come up. That's the worst weather you've seen, or <laughs> working for fourteen hours straight, which doesn't happen. A lot of people talk about like the long hours and stuff, but the big one for me is because you know working out of Fife, going to Edinburgh, Glasgow is the travel time. But just always be safe. Don't ever do don't ever do stupid things. I remember trying to do like okay, I'll do this job back to back. Terrible idea. Don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's just keep working hard. Prove to people that you're worth bringing back. Whether that's you bring the Mars bars or you, um, <laughs> I, I do that now. Even that like people, you know, will go, okay, we'll ask the trainee to get coffee. And it's like, no, I'm doing nothing right now. The DP's doing something else. Or, you know, I can say to my loader, like, look, I'm going to go and get coffees for everyone. In a certain world that might not go down well, but for the way I like to run my set, everyone that's... is there to just make everyone happy. And we're if I now. bring a coffee okay. to a trainee, that's a lovely moment in the day because it's that thing of like, we're all human.
1: We're, okay. You know We're all in it We're all in it together We are all the same At the end of the day No one's I mean We obviously have hierarchy On a set But like We yeah. are like Equal and at the end of the day We are all people yeah. So absolutely Michael that is Brilliant advice Like and throughout this as well you're so genuine about it so honest about it and honestly as well for what you'd achieved at your age congratulations i'm really chuffed for you and i was glad we could finally get you on the podcast i've loved this conversation so i really appreciate your time michael thank you very much
2: no problem thank you so much for being with me i know we even before this it was like wait a minute let's change it by half an hour and just yeah. and stuff. so yeah um it's, it's good to be busy like what we said earlier but uh yeah thank you very much for managing to squeeze me in Uh, no problem at all (laughs) and it's good to see you again as well that's twice twice in two months
1: yeah no we're we're doing well we're doing well
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of just get real job we want to thank michael neal once again it was amazing to hear some brilliant advice and tips especially for young emerging creatives who want to enter into the industry and also just listen to his whole journey to where he is now was truly amazing so i want to thank michael once again for coming on this week As always, like and share our podcast, listen to our previous episodes, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, share us on social media, and also, most importantly, word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. So if you can tell your friends and family to listen, this will really help us grow this podcast. So thank you once again for listening to another episode of Just Get a Real Job. But until then, take care of yourselves, and bye for now. Just get a real job